morning. We are uh, back to Kabul today, so back with the mission. We continue with uh, some halakhas about Seder, the halakha of Seder. Start the mission. Yashav ha'echad ala Pesach, one individual sat at the opening of the door. Shaloy milo, he didn't fill up the entrance, so whatever the animals inside is not, is not captured. Yashav ha'sheni milo, another person comes and sits there and he fills the space. So ha'sheni chayi, the second one is the one that did the halakha of Seder. The first person sat down there and he filled the space entirely. And then someone else comes and sits down by on, on his side. And he's really not accomplishing anything. Even though the first person got up and left. So the first one is Chayiv. He's the one that did the Seder. The second person is Potter. When he sat down, when he did the action, he did not do the Malach of Tzedah. So even though later it compiled, his body is blocking the animals from coming out, it doesn't matter. What would this be compared to? The person that has an animal, that he closed the door, and the animal is captured, and then he locks the door to guard the house. And when he closes it, he locks it, the animal is inside, and it's guarded inside. That's not Tzedah. It was already uh, captured from before. So the same thing over here, when one person sat, another person comes and sits down, so it's, it's not considered to be tzedah. And this is what the Mishnah says is so pashat, and the and in the Lamazet Daina, the example that the Mishnah says is not necessary either. But Taisus here explains that the reason why the, the Mishnah brings this is because even though it's not you're not doing actual tzedah, but you would think maybe that it looks like tzedah. When someone else sits, and then he walks, stands up and walks away, and you're still sitting there, it looks like you're doing tzedah. So maybe you would think that Nebir Abbanan took place. So therefore, the Mishnah brings this example of Lenoel as base of the where it's a double half portion. There was no tzedah b'chlam, not in the and not in the Rabbanon. Zakh the Mishnah, Zakh the Gemara that is. Omer Abba Bar Omer Bar Ashi Omer We'll see. Oh, we might even discuss that. Very good question. So the Gemara says, Rab said as follows: Yichtus Eloi Tzikoi Tachas Knofel. If you have a bird that flew under your garments. Wearing, you're wearing something, and some bird flies in under your garments. You should sit there and uh, guard it under your garments. You should keep it there so it's captured under your garments until it's dark. And you're not allowed to touch it on Shabbos. But then after Shabbos, if you want to keep this bird for yourself, you can you have it. You can keep it there uh, captured the whole Shabbos. Said in the Mishnah, the first person, person filled up the entire entrance. And the second person came and sat down over there. Even if the first person got up and left. The first person is doing Tzedah. The second person is not doing anything. I love. So here, since the mission says Potter, don't you think the Pshat is Potter Aval Asr? That Potter means it's not Potter, but it's still Asr. So why would we say that the same thing applies over here? When the bird flew in, you did not do the tzedah, but you can't keep it there. You can't keep the, the, the birds under your garments. You have to allow it to fly out. Just like in the Mishnah, if we're going to touch Pater Avalasa, that you Taka didn't do the tzedah. But the fact is, now that you're sitting there, when the first person went away, you're keeping the animal inside, and therefore you have to get up and walk away. Why don't we say the same thing over here? You have to let the bird fly out. Answer the Gemara, no. That's not the Pshad of the Mishnah. Like Pater Umutter. The pshat on the Mishnah is that potter and it's totally permitted. 
it makes sense to say that it's totally mutter and it becomes safer because we bring the example of the the case where the person locks the door when the animal is already captured. In that case, it's definitely completely mutter. So Shmami no, we may see from this that the case where one person sat, another person came, and it was already captured from before, the pshat is not potter avalosa, the pshat is that it's totally mutter. <clears throat> Others said the exact same thing that we just learned here, but it's a different version. That when we said over here that when the bird flew under your garment, you're allowed to keep it there for the whole Shabbos, we can prove this from our Mishnah. That even if one person got up and walked away, the first person that was there that captured the animal was Chayv, and the second person was Potter. Don't you think, what's the Pshat in the Mishnah? The Pshat is Potter and Mutter. And just like there it's Potter and Mutter, so if a bird flew under your garment, so you could also keep it there, and it's Mutter. Maybe I could say <coughs> the Pshat of the Mishnah. It's Potter Avalosa, so there's no Raya. My answer is no. So from here you see that what's the Pshat of Potter? Potter is Potter and Mutter. So Shlami no, same conclusion that the Pshat of the Mishnah is Potter and Mutter. So now the Gemara is going to discuss this very Indian, which we've had once before. It's unusual. But that of Klau, when it says Potter, what does Potter mean? It means Potter Avalos. This is an exception. Over here, Potter means Potter Mutter. So the Gemara is going to bring up that there's a few exceptions to this Lashon. Whenever it says by Shabbos, the term Potter, it means Potter Avalos. Levar Mahani Plus. Besides the following three cases. The Potter Umutter. It uses the term Potter. But it means mutter. Chada, ha. One is our Mishnah we learned. And the Gemara repeats it again. So you see from the Sefer that it's potter and mutter. The Edoch, second case. Hamapis Mursa B'Shabbis. A person that has a boil, his pus, and he opens it up to, to allow the pus to flow out. And also he wants air to enter into the pus. So in last, it's is to make it an opening, and it serves the purpose of something coming in and out. The pus is going to come out, and the air is going to come in. Then chayiv. Then you're chayiv, and as Rashi says, you're chayiv for the malacha of baina. One of the things of baina is when you make an opening. So you made an opening in a pus in your body, that's that's a Pesach. That qualifies for a Pesach, and you're chayiv for baina. In lohaitzi mimena leicha, if you're only making this hard, then you're puncturing this, pu- this uh, boil just to allow the pus to come out because of the pain, so then potter. Then over here you're going to be potter. Because the uh, entrance only qualifies as an entrance of baina if it's made to walk in and to walk out. Or to bring something in or out. Over here, if you just want to release the pain a little bit and allow the pus to come out, but you don't care for the air to come in. You don't care if it closes up. Then it's going to be potter. And over here the pshat of potter is that it's totally mutter. And how do you know? Maybe it's it's only potter, but it's still asr. Because it says in the Mishnah, a needle that a person uses with his hand. Basically, a needle that a person sews with. You're allowed to take this needle to use it to take out a splinter. So it says you're allowed to do this with It's mutter. So therefore, just like over here, by taking this, this uh, machach, 
to take out a splinter, it's allowed. What's the reason that's allowed? Even though it's an item which is muktza, it's used for sewing. Why is it allowed? Because of the tsar that the person has for the splinter, you're allowed to do that. But that's a Good question. I'm not sure. Also, usually they do it on the fingers. That's the problem. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. So over there, it says mutter, that you're allowed to take it. So the same thing over here is going to open it up a boil to allow the pus to come out. That because of the tzar, Chachamim didn't make any tzayda, and it's mutter. That's the second case. The third case, the idoch, hatzad nochash b'shabes, if you capture a snake on Shabbos, in this asad b'shaloyishchanu, if you're doing this for the purpose that the snake shouldn't come to bite you, potter. So it uses the term potter, but it means mutter. In the refuah, if you're capturing the snake because you want to use anything in the snake, the venom or whatever it is, to make a medicine out of it, then chayiv. Then you're chayiv. You're doing the malachat seidah on Shabbos. Umimai the potter mutter. How do you know here when it says that you're capturing the snake that shouldn't bite you, but this is totally mutter? It's man, because we learned in the Mishnah, you're allowed to cover a candle that looks like it's going to get out of control and it's going to burn the house down. So you're allowed to take a bowl and cover it in order that it shouldn't come and the wall, the ceiling shouldn't go on fire. Even though this is mukti, you're not allowed to do this. Remember, we learned this in the introduction, we spoke about mukta. You're not allowed to take a, a bowl, which is not mukta, and move it for the purpose of a candle, which is mukta. But for the purpose that it shouldn't, that the, that the wall shouldn't, or the ceiling shouldn't go on fire, you're allowed. Val tsoya shall cotton, or to cover the tsoya of a, of a child, or val akrov shaloi tishal. And you're also allowed to capture a, a scorpion that shouldn't come to bite you. So the same thing also applies to the snake, that for the purpose that it shouldn't come to bite you, you're allowed. To capture it on Shabbos. So it's Adran Allah Yes, it's Adran Allah Ha'ayr. You're allowed to capture it in order that it shouldn't bite you. Exactly, you're right. A what? A what? That uh, for the pus to come out is allowed. Yeah. Huh? People are not uh, concerned about the ear coming in. They just. Yeah. Then it could be an issue because that's a double chayver. As we'll see right now, we're going to learn right now in the next chayver. It's uh, a tale of the Malach of Sheikh that if it's um if it's a psikdation, it's gonna come out of the Mishnah. There are eight Shratzim that are mentioned in the Tayra in Parsha Shmini. Rashi here brings the beginning of the Psukum Hachilev Bahaakhbaina. We don't have any proof for the Psukum on the side, even though usually we bring more, but it's relevant over there actually to see the full psukim. But there are, there are actually three psukim there in Parsha Shmini. And one pasuk it brings three of the shratzim, and another pasuk, the next pasuk, it brings another five of the shratzim. And then in the pasuk afterwards it says, which you have here on the side of these three gemaras, which is the Ezra Hadi Gemara on the left side, that these are the ones that are tomate. These three eight shratzim, the Torah says, if you touch them, you become tomate. What, what exactly these eight shratzim are, if you want to know what they are, what is chaylev, what is achbar, I'm not going to translate all of them right now, but you probably have a translation somewhere. But these eight shratzim that the Torah says there, so they are tamet. Now we're going to bring up these eight shratzim to negate the Shabbos. So hatzadam, if you capture any of them, hachaybodam, or you bruise any of them, chayev will be chayev. What's the chiddush about bruising any of these uh, shratzim? Get into a fight with Shratzim, and if you bruise one of them, so the Chiddush is 
that if you have a, a skin of a shedas that's very very thin, and you you, you can't really bruise it. It does. The, the, it won't create a bruise. The, the the blood will not collect and remain over there to create a marked bruise. Whereas if you have a shedas that has a thick skin, a hide really, so then just like by a person you can cause you can cause a bruise. The, the blood collects under the skin. The same thing if it has a thick skin, it will cause a bruise. So the point the Mishnah is saying over here is these Shmainish Shatsim have a thick enough of a skin that it creates a bruise and therefore you bichai for the malacha of Khaiva. Now that if you look into Rashi, you'll see that when it comes to the malacha of Khaiva, we had Khaiva already before, but here Rashi brings it up. What exactly is the malacha? What are you chayev for when you make a bruise? Rashi says two opinions. One shot is that it's a tailda of Shaykhit, just like Shaykhit, because the there's the blood that comes out from the shech over here as well. The blood is collecting and then getting stuck over there under the skin in that place. It's a tailed of the malach of shech. Very interesting. Another pshat Ashi says that it's a tailed of tzideya. It's a tailed of the malach of tzideya. You're dyeing the color of the skin to be black and blue or whatever it is. Yeah. The other shkotzim and the other creepy uh, animals. If you make a chabala, if you call, if you bruise them, because it doesn't, it, it doesn't remain. It doesn't. The, the color will not. The skin, the color of the skin will not change and remain that way. Like by a hide that's thicker, that it collects and remains there. That color. Huh? Yeah, you chayv is part of the If you're um, any of the shkatsim and the mas, any animal, any of the shkatsim and the mas, if you're capturing them for a purpose, you need them. If you're capturing them without a purpose, you'll be potter. As the Gemara will explain, this is really the regular halacha that they get to all malachas of Shabbos. You're only chayv if you're doing it for Otherwise, it's a malacha she'en sricha legufa. The opinion of Rav Shimon. Taisus actually over here points out, why does the Tana Mithamal say this thing over here? The Tana wants to tell you that the negate to the Shemayna Shratzim, we usually assume that you're capturing it for a tzayrech. These are kinds of shratzim that it's more the better if a person has a tzayrech, at least then. Yeah. We assume, huh? Has rear off, that's the reason, exactly. Because it has a thicker hide that could be used for something. Whereas the other shkatsim and amasim that don't have a thicker hide, we assume that it's not going to be with tzayrech. Unless you befetish or having that kavana that you're capturing it for a purpose. An animal, a bird that you already have in your possession, a pet. If you capture it, you're potter. If you go and you catch it physically, it's already in your house, but you physically go and catch it, that's not an additional malacha of, of, of tzedah, and you're potter. If you make a chabal in them, you're chayev, because they have a thicker, they have a hide of the animal, is thick enough that it could create a change in color and with a bruise, and therefore it's uh, you're chayev. So here, this hemshek, this next stick of gemara we're going to learn, is all connected and based on a mishnah masechta cholim. That you really have to know. The Mishnah Masechta Cholim says to the halacha of the oil of an animal as well. And here it's talking about the tuma. A nevela. We know there's a tuma of a nevela. But a nevela, only the basar is mechaber tuma. Is, is, sorry, makes you tummy. The basar of a nevela, the flesh of a nevela makes you tummy. How about the bones, the, the horns, or the, the hooves of the animal, which are hard? They don't make you tummy. How about the skin, the hide of the animal? Does it make you tummy? So there's a big machlokus about this. Do I say that the skin is hard and therefore it's, it's like the bones or the, or the horns and it does not make you tummy? Or do I say, no, the skin is, is soft enough that it's like the, the, the basar itself, like the, the, the flesh, and it does make you tummy. So there's a three-way machlokus there in the Mishnah. 
in, in Masech Bekulim, between the Rabbanon, Rab Yehuda, and Rab Yechen and Ben Meir. The Gemara is going to quote it as we'll see. So we, we're going to talk about this Indian as it relates to Tuma, and, and now over here in, in Shabbos, it's relevant for the Malach of Chayre. But they're both based on the same concept, the Chayre. Is it a thick skin? So then it shouldn't be tummy like the flesh. Is it a thick skin? So then it shouldn't, so then it should be Chabala because it creates a bruise for Shabbos. So these two things the Chayre go hand in hand. That's what the Gemara will discuss here. Let's see. So here it says, if you chayvul any of these eight shvats of the chayiv, you klal the isker is oif. So you're saying that there's a hide that's thick enough to make a bruise. And therefore, you chayiv for shvats. Man, Tana, who's the Tana over here? This Mishnah, Mashmur, Rav Yechen ben Uri. This is Rav Yechen ben Uri's opinion in Masech Bechulim that he gave for Tumah. Tachnan, Rav Yechen ben Uri. Aimeh, Shmoyne, Shvatsim, Yashlem, Oiris. All of these eight shvats that the Chayiv mentions have a hide that's thick enough, that's hard enough, that it's not part of the flesh and therefore does not become tome. It doesn't make it's not it's not it doesn't make you tome like the flesh itself. Okay. In our Mishnah, it could even follow the opinion of the Rabbanon. Now, what did the Rabbanon say over there in the Mishnah Chulim? Rabbanon say in the Mishnah Chulim that not all Shmoyin do we say that they have a hide that's thick enough that it won't uh, make you tome. It depends. There, there's two psukim in the Torah where it lists these shmeinu shvatsim. There's uh, the first pasuk which lists three of them, the second pasuk that lists five of them. Only the ones that are listed in the second pasuk will the hide make you tame. The ones listed in the first pasuk will not make you tame. He divides. He divides them into two categories. So Rav says, Our Mishnah that includes all eight shvatsim in the same category could even follow the opinion of the Rabbana. Why? When the Rabbanon over there argue on Rabbi Yechen ben Uri, regarding Tumah they argue. Why do they argue by Tumah? It says in the Pasuk, these, what is this referring to when it says, it only refers to those that are mentioned in the Pasuk next to the, where it says, only those that it says here, on those we say, that the oil is going to be tummy like the bosom. And not the ones that I mentioned in the Pasuk before. Again, like I mentioned, there are two different sukkim. I believe it's Pasuk Chavtes, then it's Pasuk Lamed, and then it's Pasuk Lamed Aleph. So when it says Eila Atmein Lachem, what is Eila referring to? Eila refers to the ones that are written in Pasuk Lamed, not the ones that are in the Pasuk before. In Pasuk Chavtes. But when it comes to Shabbos, and you don't have this Zedis HaKasim of Eila Atmein Lachem, the Rabbana will agree to Rabbi Yechen and Benuri that all eight Shratzim have a thick enough of a skin, there's a hide, that there will be a Chabala, there will be a Chabura for Shabbos. Okay? Now this is part of the question. Now this is the question. Okay, so that's, so so far the Gemara is saying that there's a Machlaikis regarding Tumah, but regarding Shabbos, everybody agrees that there is the Malach of Chayvah. It's thick, it's thick skin and there's a Malach of Chayvah. That's just Rav's opinion. Is it true that Rabbi Yechen and Benuri and Rabbanon did not argue about Shabbos? We learned the Chayre clearly in Abrais. If we capture one of the eight shots, in the Torah, which is mentioned in the Torah in Parshish Ben If you make a Chabola, you Chayev. Divrei Rabbi Yechen and Benuri. The Chachamim Maimrim and the Chachamim are arguing on this, and they say, Ein Oir. I don't consider the animal to have a thick skin 
Only what the Chachamim mentioned in the Mishnah of Masechet Torah. Okay, so before the Gemara concludes its question, but we clearly see that the Rabbi Yechonin Danuri and the Chachamim are arguing even in the day of the Shabbos. The Gemara asks the question, what does it actually say in the Mishnah before? If you take a look into Rashi and the top of the Alman there, Rashi quotes part of the Mishnah. Because over there, B'shchit HaSchulin, it says, Eilu sh'oir eiseyen ki b'sodom. In the Mishnah there, it says that the oil is not thick. Faket, the Mishnah there mentions the oiris that are thin and are like the basar. So how could the Chachamim over here say that the ones that Chachamim mentioned in the Mishnah are the ones that have a thicker skin? Adarabah. The ones that are mentioned in the Mishnah don't have a thick skin. So the, the words of the Chachamim say doesn't make sense in this price. So Abaye explains, no, you have to read it differently. The oil is not separate. It's not a hard oil. Those that are not mentioned in the Mishnah. The Mishnah over there mentions those that have a thicker skin, but those that are not mentioned in the Mishnah do not have a thicker skin. Okay, as I mentioned, the ones that are on Pasuk Ravkas and the ones that are on Pasuk Lamed. So the point is, the Chayra have a clear b'raisa that says that they were arguing about what? About Chayvul on Shabbos, not only about Tumah. So how could God say that they're only arguing about Tumah and not about Shabbos? Answer the Gemara, Amalei So Rav answers him and says, you're switching the gears of this b'raisa, but that's not what it says in the b'raisa. In the b'raisa, the Chachamim said that the ones that were mentioned in the Mishnah. Those are the ones that uh, have a thick skin. Ella, so therefore, Rabbah says, you have to read the Brisa differently. This is what the Chachamim are saying. That the oil, in order for the oil to be tome like Basar, he was talking about tome, that the oil should be tome like the Basar, that's the ones that are said in the Mishnah. Why? When does it become tome like the Basar? If it's if it's soft, if it's soft like the basar itself, then it becomes tamei like the basar itself. So what is what is the uh, the Gemara saying over here? The way you have to read this brayse is Rabbi Yechonin Danuri was talking about Shabbos. He wasn't he wasn't talking about tuma. He wasn't talking about tuma. Chachamim were not arguing about Shabbos. Chachamim are talking about tuma. But when you get to Shabbos, it's talking all machlokes. Strange. Yeah, and Chanami, it's a big daichik in the lashon of the brayse. But the, the, what Abai is poking out is, anyways, there's something missing over here in the words of the Braisa. So we're going to add in, Ein er mitame, he was only talking about the Tome. So the Gemara, so wait a minute, ha, so how do we learn what Rabbi Yechen and Danuri said? Michlal, are we going to deduce from this that Rabbi Yechen and Danuri, Hanoch, Nami, Tamen? If the Chachamim are saying that only the one that the Chachamim mentioned, the oil becomes tummy because it's soft like the basar. So that means that Rabbi Yechen and Danuri himself holds that all of the oilis in the Mishnah uh, become tummy. Everything, all the Shemayin shots, but that's not true. That's not what Rabbi Yechen and Danuri holds. Rabbi Yechen and Danuri hold all Shemayin Shratzim have hard skin and they don't become tummy. It's like bones and like uh, uh, horns that do not become tummy. The way Abai is learning this Braise, it sort of sounds like the Chachamim are coming to argue and Abiyah Nuri that said that only certain ones become Tame. And Abiyah Nuri held, all of them become Tame. That, 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 doesn't, uh, that can't be true. It's not what Abiyah Nuri holds. So the Gemara answers, Rabakir is great as Elo. Elo Masna, Tritz Hoki. You have to learn the Braise as follows. The Chachamim, 
the Chachamim say, Le'inyin Tomeh ain't oir ela mashamona Chachamim. That regarding Tomeh, there, there's only a thick skin to the ones that were mentioned in the Mishnah. Meaning that, that uh, Rabbi Yechanan Manuri is saying that Sai benegeet to Shabbos and Sai benegeet to Tomem. So again, Rabbi Yechanan Manuri is saying Achayru ben Chayiv benegeet to Shabbos because it has a thick skin. And the same thing also benegeet to Tomem. It has a thick skin and therefore it is, there's no, there, there, there's no Tomem. Come the Chachamim and argue and say Le'inyin Tomem that uh, on that they argue. There's no oil, like it says in the Mishnah over there, that the oil is soft. So Rashi explains what happened over here is what really happened. If you notice, the Rabbah Barav, who's the Rabbah Barmasna, Rabbah Barmasna, what he did is he took out one word of this Braise. In the Braise, it said, He took out the word Elo. Out the word Ella, so that changes everything. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a straight more straighter lashon. Ain oil, ain oil The ones that are mentioned in the Mishnah have a soft skin. That's that's what the Mishnah over there says. They say in Kibisadam, they have a soft skin, and those are the ones that will be tummy. That the the, the, the oil will be tummy. Okay, so the bottom line is that this Braise is only talking about. Uh, the machloikis between Rabbi Yechen and Rabbi Uri and the Rabbanon is only going to to not going to Shabbos, like Rav said. Correct, the Gemara, Vakati Lenin Shabbos Kotivi, could you still say, like Rav said, that regarding Shabbos there's no machloikis? Vatanya, we learned from another price, that's all, that's what Mishmaini Shrots and Mamur in the Tayre, you capture one of the ten shrots, eight shrots in the Tayre said, Chayvul Behem, or you are Chayvul Behem Chayiv, and then it says, Vishrots and Shiashlem Oiris. Shrotzim that have a thick skin, then you hire for chayvah. The Ezi, the Chabura, and the Braisa now explains what a Chabura really means. A Chabura is a side thing, but the Braisa explains it. Ezi, the Chabura, Sheene Cheseres, what's considered to be a Chabura when you have a bruise that uh, that does not um, precipitate right away? Nitzrah Hadam, when the blood collects under the skin and creates a mark. Even if the blood did not come out. That's a chabura that you chayiv for on Shabbos. Yechanan ben Uri Yaimer, Rabbi Yechanan ben Uri says, Shmoyne shrotzim yeshlem oiris. All eight shrotzim have oiris and you're going to be chayiv for it. Right, so the Tanakhama said that are the Shmoyne shrotzim that you chayiv if you tzot, if you capture them. And then when it came to the chabura, he said it depends if it has a thick skin or not. And Rabbi Yechanan ben Uri said, all eight Yechayim. So you see right over here that there's a machlekes between the Tanakhama and Rabbi Yechayim and Nuri regarding Shabbos, not like Rav said. Ravashi, man Tanakhama. You know the Tanakhama is? There's a third opinion on this. Rabbi Yehuda. It follows the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. The Ozel Vosor Gishta. Rabbi Yehuda says this question of whether it has um, thick skin or not thick skin, you have to follow your feel. Gishta means your feel. You have to, you have to feel it to see if it's thick or not. There's no... Huh? Depends, depends on what it is. So basically, the, the Rabbi Yechanan, so here, here's just to conclude, just to conclude, here, here comes the, the bottom line of the Kamiru Emachlaikis. Rabbi Yechanan Banuri said, all eight Shrotsim in the Torah have a thick skin. Rabbanan say, there are two Psukim, there's Pasuk Chavtes, there's Pasuk Lamed. And we divide them based on the way it's divided in the Torah and the two Psukim. When it said in the Torah, Eile Hatmein, it was going on the ones that are written in Pasuk Lamed, those are the ones that have Soft skin, the ones in Pasuk Chavtes have thick skin. Regabi Tumah. 
comes, Rabbi Yehud then says, don't divide it based on what it says in the Torah, don't say that they all have thick skin like Rabbi Yechanan and Rabbi, go push the cork and see us. Feel it. Does it have thick skin? So then it's not going to be tummy. If it has soft skin, then it's like the pasta, then it will be tummy. That's how we define it. Gishka. What does Rabbi Yechanan and Rabbi do with the pasta that they have Of course, they have another drasha. The Gemara here doesn't use it. Maybe the Gemara should have. That's all. It's not. The Gemara here brings, like Rabbi Yehuda said, Rabbi Yehuda, Aina, Halta, Cholta. The Halta is like a Cholta. Now the Halta. Is, is is mentioned in this in one pasik and Chulta is mentioned in another pasik. Chulta is mentioned in pasik Chavtes and Alta is mentioned in pasik Lamed. So he's comparing the two. In other, he's not making this division that the Rabbanon make. Like the Gemara, Av or Rabbanon, but what are you saying? Rabbanon that argue on they're arguing with Rabbi Tuma. But regarding Shabbos, they are Maida. Ihachi, hi, divre Rabbi Yechanan ben Nuri. And it said here in the Brisa, this is the opinion of Rabbi Yechanan ben Nuri, divre Rabbi Yechanan umachluktoi libayavai. It should have said that this is what Rabbi Yechanan holds, and this is what the Rabbanan also hold. They're arguing with them. Rabbanan agree as well. And to be the modern right, Tani, divre Rabbi Yechanan ben Nuri umachluktoi. According to Rab, you can't have to say so. That this, this is not only Rabbi Yechanan ben Nuri, but this is Rabbi Yechanan ben Nuri and the Rabbanan. The Tanakama is Rabbi Yehud. Okay, that's the end of this discussion. This is the connection between the Gemara and Chulta. Huh? Rav. Rav just wants to minimize the Machlokas. Yeah, okay. Now the Gemara will go back to what was mentioned before, to define what, what a bruise is. How do I know that a Chabura is... That uh, it's not stam when you have blood that, that came there, collected under the skin, and it immediately goes away. If you don't have thick skin, that's what happens. But it means that it creates a bruise and it remains there. Not forever, no. It doesn't mean it remains forever. But that means it collects there and it creates a black and blue mark. That's what it means. Uh, over time, the black and blue mark will go away. But how do we know that it means that it collects there and it stays there and it changes the color of the skin? Ah, that's what enechizadis means, that it doesn't immediately go away. Doesn't mean any Oh, if you slap somebody and his skin turns red, give it uh, a, 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 a minute, it's going to go away. Okay, say so that's what it means. Look into Rashi, this is what Rashi says. But here we're talking about a bruise that will stay for a week, for two, for three, maybe even longer. And what, where's the Pasik? Could a black person change the color of his skin? And right now the Gemara understands the Pshad is a Nomer, is a leopard. Could a leopard change the stripes that it has on its skin? Now what does this Chabad Duraisov mean? Does it refer to the stripes and the colors that it has on its skin? So the Lashon of the Pasuk is not clear. Why does it use the term of Chabad Duraisov? It should have said Gvanov, the colors, that it can't change the, the, the color of its skin. That's what it should have said. That's not the pshat of this pasuk. Different pshat. Kikushi. We're comparing, we're saying like a person is black. Just like a black person can't change the color of his skin. So when it says in the pasuk, it means changing. Rashi says the word nomer is Miloshin Tmura. That you can't change it like a Chabura that changes the color of the skin. A black person can't bruise himself and then somehow try to change the color of his skin 
by uh, by making a chabura. That's the that's the, the norm is not a leper. The norm means to change, to change the color of the skin like a chabura. So here you see that what's the pshat of chabura that it actually changes the color of the skin, not just uh, for a moment, but it actually collects there and it changes it. Okay. Going to the next part of the Mishnah. Shah Shkotzin Chudah. We said in the Mishnah that the other Shkotzin, so what does it say there in the Mishnah? That Chabala, you're going to be potter because it doesn't have a thick skin. But if you capture it, Hatzodom If you capture them, you're Chayev. Talk to Gemara. So it said that if you uh, make a Chabura, you'll be potter. But if you kill any Behem on Shabbos, you'll be Chayev. Mantana, who's the Tana that says this? That all, all animals, all creatures, anything that you kill, you'll be chayev. This is Rabbi Yezer. You kill a lice on Shabbos. It's like killing a camel. The Shabbos on Shabbos. The same thing. We have this already before in the Gemara. So we see that there's no difference. You kill anything on Shabbos that's alive, you're chayev for the Moloch. It's a tell of the Moloch of Shaykh. Ask it, Rabbi Yosef. Ah, come with me. The Rabbanon alad Rabbi Yezer. When Rabbanon arguing with Rabbi Yezer, ella bekina. They're arguing about a kina, specifically about a kina. The Gemara is going to explain in a moment why. They ain't a, oh, right here. Sorry, they ain't a part of it up because the kina does not multiply. It does not give birth. Okay, this is a famous shita in Gemara. The Gemara here says that kinim do not give birth through laying eggs and then giving birth the way all other. Uh, Things, living creatures give birth by themselves in Paramaram, but they just grow from the skin. They grow without laying an egg. So even though we, we the know that this is uh, not the case, it's the Pik Shaila, famous Shaila was asked on this. But we see that they, they do their herbal jargon mitts, the, the, the legs, the, the eggs that they lay, that they, they give birth. So maybe the Gemara is talking about a different kind of kina. Different kind of kina that we don't know about that uh, is part of the robin without without these eggs, whatever the pshat is. But that's what the Gemara here is saying. It's not part of the robin. But any other creeping things that part of the robin that do multiply, like pligi, they're not they're not arguing. So why can't we say that our mishnah that it's mashma from our mishnah that you chayiv if you uh, capture if you hoyre uh, if you're hiding any animals you chayiv for that and even those according to the rabbanon like kina is one particular case that they're arguing about. Gemara explains we compare the kina to the rams that were used in the Mishkan to make the the yiriyas in the Mishkan. We compare it to the rams just like rams. What's the malachim when they have to kill the rams to use the hide for the yiriyas? It's neshama. That's the malachim of sheichet to kill the animal. Anytime you're taking away the life, even including the lice. That's not part of the rabba that doesn't multiply. You chayev. The rabbanon savri keelim. No, we compare to rams differently. Ma elim the part of the rabba, just like the, the rams give birth. Avkol the part of the rabba. You only chayev for killing something that gives birth, and not for these kinim that don't give birth. What is it? It's a different Right, correct. Amalei Abayas. Abayas asks a question. The kina ain't part of the rabba. Is the there's the kina the lice that doesn't that doesn't give birth. And sustains or he feeds from the largest of animals or the aim, whatever the translation for that in English is. Uh, now you have the translation there for the aim. The, the a large animal like an aim, the ad until which means a little uh, egg 
that is laid by a lice. So you see that the lice do lay eggs. And for the Gemara, no, that's not the types of this Maimon uh, Chazal. What it means is, that's just another species that's called Beit Zekinim. They don't have a translation, right? Yeah, okay. There's a species that's called Beit Zekinim, but it doesn't mean the eggs that are laid by the Kinim. There's another Brahsa where it says, Tfiye means the, uh, the creeping things that they, they, they multiply. And Beit Zekinim, and the Kinim, that the, 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 the eggs that are laid by the Kinim. So over here it's even more mashma that refers to the eggs that the Kinim lay. And for the Gemara, no. Over here as well, we'll say, It's a species that's called Beit Zekinim. It's not the eggs that they lay. We're talking over here about Kinim that don't lay eggs. And that's the Machlokas there. How about a flea? The pot of a rubber that does multiply. The Tanya, Hatzot Tarish B'Shabbos. And over here we see that they argue about this. If you if you um, trap a fly on Shabbos, Rabbi Yezim Mechayev and Rabbi Shua Paitis. You see they argued even about something, even about a flea that does multiply. Not like the kino that, uh, this kino that doesn't lay eggs. Ravashi, Seida, Ahariga, Karamis. You're asking the question, we're talking about the Melocha of, of Harigia, the Melocha of Neitim Neshama, which is Shaykhid. And you're asking me a question from the fact that you argue about Seida? That's a different story. Something that it's not usually captured. You don't need it for anything. You're still high for that. And Rabbi Yeshua says, if you capture something that people have no use for it, then you're going to be taught to but when it comes to killing even a little flea, I Rabbi Shua Maida. Rabbi Shua is going to be Maida since it's part of a rubber. There's no machlokas. The next thing it said in the Mishnah, if you capture only for a purpose, you need it, then you're Chayat. But if the Malacha is not needed for its purpose, then you'd be Chayat. Others said, this man tana went on, on what on something else, which we just quoted before in the end of the previous Shabbos. If you open up a boil for the pus to come out on Shabbos, if you wanted to make an opening so air should come in and the pus would go out, then you're If you just want to relieve the pain and you want the pus to come out, then it's potter. It's also a malacha shein You're not interested in creating this pesach. You just want to relieve the pain. So that's Rav Shimon that holds Malachi Ta'ama, Malachi Shem Tzvichelagufa, Potter Allah. Others said that this Mantana was going on the following price. Hatzad, Nochosh, the Shabbos. If you capture a snake on Shabbos, Umus Asitay, Shiloh Yishchem, if you're doing it that it shouldn't bite you, it's Potter. Imbulafua, if you're doing it for the purpose of using its venom for medicine, then you're Chayiv. Mantana, who's the one that holds this? Omer Abiba, Marav, Rav Shimon, the Omer Malachi Shem Tzvichelagufa, Potter Allah. You're only capturing it to, 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 that it shouldn't bite you, but you don't need the snake to fall, and therefore you would be potter on this. And it actually would be mutter also, because the Chachamim weren't or anything, because it could be a danger, it could come and bite you. Okay. 